Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, Amy here. Before I get started, I wanted to share that I'm super excited to announce that later this month, I'll be launching 100 Days to Change to help you create real change you want in your life. Over these 100 days, I'll be looking change right in the face as I do something that forces me to face all my biggest fears, and that is going through Life Coach Certification. At the same time, I am also on a personal mission to find my 100 founding members to my membership in 100 days, also known as 100 in 100. Throughout these 100 days, I'll be sharing how I'm overcoming all the discomfort that comes with change so you can see how it's possible in your life too. I'll share my process and concepts that can be applied anywhere in your life to create positive change that lasts. I'll also share fun behind the scenes look at everything I'm doing, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And trust me, there will be some ugly because that's always part of the process to making real changes. We're going to learn together, have fun together, and do it all with God and his truths in the middle of it. I'll kick things off on Monday, May 24th. So stay tuned for more details and how you can join me on this journey of 100 days to change. Think of any area of your life you want to make real and lasting change in, and then let's do this together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 46, Thriving Relationships. Do you want to know the secret to having thriving relationships? Be 100% authentically you and allow the other person to show up in the same way, 100% completely as themselves. No showing up as someone different because you think that's necessary for you to make them happy and love you. And then you don't apply your manuals to them so they don't feel like they have to show up as someone different to make you happy and for you to love them. A big key to this is understanding the concept of emotional adulthood. It, it, it is not the other person's job to show up and make you happy. Your happiness is your responsibility and their happiness is their responsibility. One of the best thoughts that helps us feel happy and secure is when we know we don't have to try to pretend to be someone that we're not. And when we don't feel like someone is trying to control our behavior. It's the opposite of this that causes so much pain and angst in our relationships today. 
Many of us believe it's the job of our spouse, our family members, our friends, our boss to make us happy. And when they fail to do that, we blame them. That blame then creates feelings that increase our disconnection and lead to more unhappiness. We try to control their actions and behavior so that we can feel better. We resent them and give them the cold shoulder. We think negative thoughts and talk bad about them to others. We expect apologies from them that they don't believe they need to give. Would you believe me if I told you that it's your thoughts about the relationship that make it feel challenging? How we feel about any person or relationship is based entirely on our thoughts. No matter what the circumstances are, we can decide how we want to show up for that person and how we want to feel and then think the necessary thoughts to make that happen. So here are the five steps to creating thriving, deeper relationships. Number one, take ownership by intentionally deciding how you want to show up for the relationship. God gifted us with an amazing rational brain, our prefrontal cortex, that gives us the ability to decide how we want to show up for others. Define your role in it. Define who you want to be in the relationship and commit to showing up that way regardless of their actions. With our spouse, we want to be their lover and best friend and show up with love, honor, respect, and compassion. Always show up with unconditional love. With our kids, we want to love, protect, and serve them. We want to set an example for them to follow not just in our spiritual life, but in all facets of life. We also want to allow them to have their own life experiences that will prepare them to navigate the ups and downs and be responsible adults. With other family members and friends, maybe we want to show up with love, kindness, encouragement, and take a genuine interest in their lives and their well-being. With our boss and coworkers, maybe we want to show up with a helpful, cheerful spirit and a willingness to hear and respect their opinions. When we determine how we want to show up for others, we can then think thoughts that will help us show up this way consistently for them, regardless of the type of day we are having or the type of day they might be having. For example, with our spouse, the more loving thoughts we think about them, the more we'll show up that way no matter how bad of a day they had or how they act towards us. When we don't think about this and put our thoughts into it, then we'll show up more erratically based on how we're feeling at that particular time, how they interact with us, and how that interaction, how that makes us feel. Number two, don't rely on them to provide your happiness. This is emotional adulthood. This is understanding that you're responsible for your happiness and they're responsible for theirs. This is kind of like an extension of what I was just talking about. You create your feelings through your thoughts rather than just going with the flow of how your day is treating you or how you perceive that person is treating you. 
You don't give them the power to determine your feelings for you. If you do, then you're going to feel resentment whenever they don't create the feelings you want to have. And when you have feelings like that, it's going to be very hard to show up for them the way that you want to. Number three, show up 100% authentically as yourself. If you pretend to be someone that you're not, this is going to create problems over time because eventually you're going to start showing up more and more as who you really are. If you faked being someone different because you thought that's what they wanted, then how can you be surprised at them being disappointed when they find out that that's not really the true you? That's not your truth. Don't let them fall in love or build a friendship with someone that you're not. We see this so many times in romantic relationships and marriages, right? Up until the engagement or marriage or even sometime past that, we're not willing to expose our true authentic self. Then that version of us slowly emerges The relationship runs into problems because they didn't fall in love with the real you. They fell in love with someone else, an inauthentic version of you. The more honest and vulnerable we are, the more we can connect at a deep level with our minds, our body, and soul. This is what complete, unconditional love is all about. Number four. Allow them to be 100% authentically them. Unconditional love means loving someone no matter what. We love them for who they are and who they are not. And we're showing them that through all of it. Not only when they act how we want them to. The problem with this is we all have manuals for how others should act. How they should respond what they should do, and why they should do it. I just talked in depth about this in my previous podcast on relationship manuals. These manuals are created over time from the thoughts and beliefs we develop based on our life experiences. Many times we believe our manual is so rational, appropriate, and correct that we expect the other person to know this without us even clearly communicating it to them. So we'll communicate it indirectly through our words and our actions, and our frustration will continue to grow as they don't pick up on this. The problem is they have their own manual, so they respond using their manual, which they believe is the rational, appropriate, and correct way to respond. And as our frustration mounts, we start taking actions that create disconnection. The way to avoid this is by communicating your thoughts clearly to them, but still choosing to love them the same no matter how they respond. Humans don't like to be controlled. So if we communicate this to them and they don't respond how we want them to, trying to control them and get your desired response is not going to be beneficial. It might get you what you want, in the short term, sometimes, but long term, it's going to create resentment, disconnection, and mistrust in your relationship. Number five, communicate openly and freely in safe environments. How we communicate is very important. 
First, when we communicate openly and freely, we have to be willing to allow them to do the same and understand we aren't going to agree or see eye to eye on everything. Some things we'll have to continue to communicate about and work through and find a middle ground that works for both of us. Guard against the need to always be right or always have your way. Communicating in a way designed to impose our will or belief on them or else is just another way to try to control that other person. Second, we need to understand the importance of communicating in appropriate environments. Communicating about a topic in the heat of the moment is a recipe for disaster. Bombarding someone with an emotionally charged topic when they're not prepared for it is also a recipe for disaster. It's important to find times to connect and talk about these things when you've had a chance to cool down, reflect, compose your thoughts, and have a clear head about it. When you do that, you can also incorporate how you want to show up for that person and relationship. In the heat of the moment, all of that gets lost. Here's another example of environment to consider. Let's say you feel like your spouse never listens to you. And I might be talking from some personal experience here. (laughs) If that's the case, be very conscious how you are choosing to communicate with your spouse. For example, don't start talking to him when he's in the middle of something else, then get upset when he doesn't remember what you told him. Be sure you have his full attention and focus before you start communicating with him. Here's one bonus step that's so important for all our relationships, and it comes straight from God and his truths. Always show up with love. More than anything else, relationships are a love thing. God clearly tells us that. The second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Every person you interact with, difficult or not, is a wonderful creation of God. They are worthy of being loved and treated with respect and kindness. Think about if you showed up to each human interaction having those thoughts, think how much your relationships would be transformed. You would become a very hard person to be difficult with, at least on a regular basis. Understand, the best relationships are the ones you are authentically you and you allow them to be authentically them. Today's one thing, when we show up to our relationships with love, intention, and authenticity, and we give the other person the space to show up as authentically them, we'll take our relationships to the next level. Our relationships will thrive. My experience with this is Matt and I used to struggle a lot in different areas of our relationship. We went through a phase where we felt like roommates and there were some big bumps on our path that we almost didn't make it through. We now refer to it as surviving 2011, but somehow God and love brought us to the other side of all that. And after implementing these strategies that I shared, our relationship is on a whole new level. We now both understand the freedom that comes 
with being able to truly be our authentic selves because we know our love for each other is deep and unconditional. We're still working to not apply our manuals, admittedly a work in progress here. We've also drastically improved our communication, both with being clear and concise, as well as thinking through things and not so much in the heat of the moment. Again, still a work in progress here sometimes. So as we close, my question is, what are you going to do to move your relationships from stale to thriving? Don't continue to default to what's easiest because feeling truly connected to those you love is such an amazing feeling. Decide who you want to be in the relationship. How do you want to show up? No matter what, let the other person be who they are going to be. Find freedom in knowing they are not in control of you and your emotions, but you and how you show up and how you respond always are. Join me next week as we talk about anxiety and what you should be doing with yours. And this is a subject I have more perspective on than I'd like to admit, but that's good for you and the perspective I can bring on it. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.